One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I go from this majestic place with a loyal and joyful heart and optimistic spirit. And these people, unbeknownst to them, they are Putin puppets. They were doing Putin's business when they did that. This is the worst part of quarantine. I don't wash my own hair. I've never washed my own hair. It's just not something that I do. I normally have hairdressers that do it twice a week for me. I have to be honest. If it was somebody that looked like me, if it was uh, President Barack Obama, there would be no question that he would be held accountable, he would be convicted. He'd be removed from office. Testing, isolation, contact tracing and quarantine will remain extremely important for at least another year. What I want for my people, I just want patience and peace that we can get to the U.S. because they're having a new president versus Biden. He's going to help all of us. He's given us a hundred days to get to the U.S. Hope you're ready, Joe. <laughs> the caravans are coming up and they expect a warm welcome from you, President Biden. Indeed, uh, they are uh, on the way up. The the left, as usual, Biden wants to do an amnesty, and the left has made it known for the past four years that the evil uh, <laughs> xenophobe Donald Trump has been practicing his dark uh, magic on the border, and now things are better, and relief is here, and here you go. They're coming. They're coming in, and I expect there to be no uh, stoppage at those border um, at those right, uh, yeah. points well, Biden, of entry. Biden let him right in. He, Biden's not a white supremacist, so obviously he's just going to let everybody just walk so, into the country. There's no rules. You can just come whenever. So now Joe Biden has said, his mm-hmm. campaign said yesterday, no, don't come. Now's not the right time. We can't <laughs> handle it right now. That's what they said. A campaign spokesman said. Um, I'll see if you can find it there. Um, Yeah. And also Biden, um, Trump had said he was going to like open some of the travel restrictions back up starting the 26th. And Biden was like, no, we're not opening travel restrictions up. We're absolutely keeping travel locked down because of COVID. I guess unless you're an illegal immigrant from Honduras, then it's fine. Like no pandemic for you. That's. Like right. it's you're basically if you're in a migrant caravan, you're basically at a Black Lives Matter protest. So you can just there's no you don't bring COVID germs with you, I guess. But that's it. So the Biden people, I don't understand this, how they could tell these people in the caravan. You heard that guy. He seems like a nice enough guy. Uh, he's just trying to come for a better life. What do you want for your people? I'll be honest. I'm, I'm here today because in my country with the with the hurricane that we had, it's kind of terrible. And we got a president that he's not helping the population, and we're in a bad, bad situation. I'm coming from way, way far away from Broughton. And I'm Where is your to, family? My family, I left them home. I know they're kind of rubbery because I don't have no internet so that they can check me and see what, how we're doing. And I'm here today because I'm dreaming to get to the U.S. What is happening now with the pandemic? 
while the pandemic it's messed us up a lot i used to work tour guide tourism and we on the island we not receiving no tourism because from, from Roatan. i'm from Roatan. born and raised islander and that's where i will live what do you want for your people what i want for my people i just want patient and pass that we can get to the US because they having a new president versus Biden he going to help all of us he given us 100 days to get to the US and give us legalmente paper so we can get a better life for our kids and family I don't blame him I'm sure that that like guy wants a better life for his kids and family he's like any of us he wants to improve his situation and uh, and you can do it right here in the US of course there's a process to do it but he has been enticed by the left for four years to just come on in circumvent the process but now suddenly Joe Biden is saying no you can't commit and that seems to me I recall that that goes against the number one founding document of this country Alice do you know what that is What is the number one most important founding document of this country? We were taught this in the last four years. The number one important document. Um, the Constitution. Oh God, no! The not Declaration even close. Not even close. Not even close. No, no, no. The, the number one. Okay. Most important founding document of this country. Mm -hmm. Um, was told to us as early as 2017, Alice. Oh. And it applies directly to immigration. Uh, what you're proposing or what the president's proposing here does not sound like it's in keeping with American tradition when it comes to immigration. The Statue of Liberty says, give me your tired, your poor, your huddled masses, yearning to breathe free. Exactly. The poem on the Statue oh. of Liberty, Jim Acosta told us, and big magazines and the New York Times wrote it up that the spirit of the Statue of Liberty said, give us your tired, your poor. Well, that guy seems tired and poor to me. He's coming on in. How dare the Biden people tell him to stay home? Stay home? Jesus, that's like... That's like climbing the ladder and then pulling the ladder up behind you. To oh, me. wow. It seems to me that's like building um, walls instead of bridges to me. That's what that seems like. Hmm. I've been told that's very bad. That's not who we are as a people, I was told again and again oh, and right. again and yeah. again and again and again and again. Incredible. Incredible. Biden says, no, you can't come in. Jesus, why? Do we have an immigration policy? It's a Does immigration somehow, an illegal immigration, you know, uh, serve as a major factor in the balance of our little society that we're trying to have here? I mean, I wouldn't think so. Interesting, interesting, interesting. <laughs> so I'm sorry, my friend. I hope you can come in. I hope. <laughs> you know what? It's funny. He says he has a dream to get here. And mm -hmm. I believe he's been called a dreamer. He's a dreamer. Right? Oh, everybody who wants to come in is a dreamer. You can't say no to the dreamers. <clears throat> yeah, they just want what we all want. So they deserve to come into the U.S. and it, To say no, to try to dissuade him, that sounds very wally to me. I don't like that whatsoever. So it, so it is over. Donald Trump is leaving. By the time you've heard this, if it's Wednesday for you, it's Tuesday night for us, Wednesday for you, then he is gone finito he will have he gets a cab at 8 a.m he is out of here mm -hmm. he'll say goodbye at joint base andrews just a, a thing they do um and um and then that is it he did have his farewell speech just about a half an hour ago pretty boilerplate mm -hmm. this is a republic of proud citizens who are united by our common conviction that america is the greatest nation in all of history we are and must always be a land of hope of light and of glory to all the world. This is the precious inheritance that we must safeguard at every single turn. For the past four years, I have worked to do just that. From a great hall of Muslim leaders in Riyadh to a great square of Polish people in Warsaw, from the floor of the Korean assembly to the podium. Both, all places where people like him. Mm -hmm. The Polish love him. Uh, in Riyadh, <laughs> all those guys loved him, including the uh, guy who whacked uh, Khashoggi. And uh, North Korea, certainly they love him. I don't know if yeah. Moon was lukewarm or what he was, but he's got his favorites out there. Mm -hmm. Oh, imagine he brought up Helsinki. <laughs> At the United Nations General Assembly, and from the forbidden city in Beijing to the shadow of Mount Rushmore, I fought for you, I fought for your family, I fought for our country. Above all, I fought for America and all it stands for. And that is safe, strong, 
proud, and free. Now, as I prepare to hand power over to a new administration at noon on Wednesday, I want you to know that the movement we started is only just beginning. There's never been anything like it. The belief that a nation must serve its citizens will not dwindle, but instead only grow stronger by the day. As long as the American people hold in their hearts deep and devoted love of country, then there is nothing that this nation cannot achieve. Our communities will flourish. Our people will be prosperous. Our traditions will be cherished. Our faith will be strong. And our future will be brighter than ever before. I go from this majestic place with a loyal and joyful heart and optimistic spirit and a supreme confidence that for our country and for our children, the best is yet to come. Thank you and farewell. God bless you. God bless the United States of America. Now, I listened to that. I just grabbed that maybe 20 minutes ago. Mm -hmm. And I got to tell you, out of nowhere, I felt a pang of nostalgia and a little bit of like, uh, I don't know, quite sadness, but a little bit. Mm -hmm. It's like, wow, it's so weird. All of this, all of this huge locomotive <laughs> suddenly. Poof, right. It seriously gives you like, I don't know if that's whiplash or whatever it is that when suddenly the car stops and you jerk lurch mm -hmm. forward. Yeah, that's whiplash. Um, it's it's a, it's very interesting. It's very yeah. interesting. It's such a different. I mean, because we're still seeing right now that we're being bridged to the Biden election because uh, because of they're still impeaching Trump because he's that <laughs> obsessed with him. But I mean, they're all already on 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 uh, uh, social media. You've got high ranking editors of the New York Times saying Biden's plane just landed, and I literally have chills. <laughs> I mean, so they're already the media is is switching. Everybody is switching. They're going. <gasps> the media is going from a wartime footing mm -hmm. to a peacetime footing. Well, it'll be a nice vacation for them. They won't have to do well, any the, like reporting work. No, no. Well, the, what the difference is is that instead of having their rifles aiming in, they'll be protecting him with rifles aiming out. Mm -hmm. So the errant piece of media or, or political speech that is aimed at Biden, they will, like the Iron Dome of Israel, blow it out of the sky. That's <laughs> that's what they'll be doing now. But, I mean, now people like Jim Acosta, who mm -hmm. just heard a, a, a rabble-rousing, moronic, divisive, toxic person, all of those guys, they have gotten their battlefield commissions and they've got right. desk jobs now so he's gone acosta's gone all it'll be a total changeover mm -hmm. for the white house um and uh as they move in because you don't need you don't need guys who are looking to be stars and will be you know a, a belligerent on a daily basis in, a, in order to do mm -hmm. that i'm gonna take a wild guess and assume that uh chanel ryan from oan is no longer going to have a um the hell was that? I think it was a moth. I think I oh. just saw a moth fly by. Um, but it is no longer going to have an invitation to the press briefings. I would say that you're correct. <laughs> How I would about say, Breitbart or... Yeah, Breitbart, <laughs> Chanel Ryan, Newsmax. Uh, None of no. those people are going to be getting a pass. A no. press pass. Okay. It may be not even Fox. It, it matters at this point. They're so con they've convinced themselves. Well, or, or, or a lot of them are just rolling the... Uh, the propaganda mm -hmm. messaging that Fox is culpable for an attack on democracy. Right, which is weird because this all happened when people stopped watching Fox. Right, but the the Fox is now, um, heads are rolling in Fox. They just whacked Chris Steyerwalt. I don't actually know who that is. You don't? No. So he is, he is the pollster. He's in charge of all their polling and political, um, you know, polling and... Uh, okay, not Frank Luntz. No, no, no. Okay. He's a freelance guy. Okay. Starwalt is the guy who, when Romney lost in 2012, was mm -hmm. in the war room there when Karl Rove ran and said, this is BS, this can't be happening. <laughs> Starwalt was in there. He works with, he does a podcast with Dana Perino. Okay. He's very good at what he does, but he also called Arizona for Biden. Okay, like early way on. early in the night before exactly. anyone else called. Right. I recall that. Okay. And he has not been... He's very much, and he's friends with Jonah Goldberg. He's right there with Jonah Goldberg, where he's not a Trump guy, and they are they are whacking. They are doing so a house because cleaning. they took the ratings beating with all the people switching to Newsmax and OAN. They're cleaning house. You will see. Oh, the true believers are going to get the gigs now. Bartolomo's moving up to mm -hmm. seven p.m. 
Um, and I, I mean, you'll just see all the, the true believers. I assume um, the Navy SEAL in the morning is moving up. I think uh, Kilmeade's moving up. Oh, okay. It, 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 yeah, they want their market share of 100% of conservatives back in their... Right. Yeah, so... But this is interesting to me. So what we're going to see happen now is the push that you see in the media and from other people, like even from CNN and, um, you know, prestigious people in media are saying, like, maybe the pressure now needs to be on cable companies. Mm -hmm. You need to call up your cable company and tell them you're going to cancel your cable unless they stop including Fox in the package. Because, you know, one to two dollars of your money that you give to the cable company every month goes to... Fox. Now, I think that they would have an easier time getting the cable companies to get rid of OAN or Newsmax because those don't have as long a history and as big an audience. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, I mean, I think they'd have a hard time even with those. I know, I think one big provider might be Comcast, I don't think has OAN. There's one of them that doesn't have OAN. Um, but you know, a lot of people have Newsmax and they have definitely been growing, especially around here. Like Howie Carr has been on Newsmax for a while. So I think people mm-hmm. are aware of it. But um, it's just it's interesting to me. And like, I wonder how effective this will be, because certainly, I mean, the big tech companies caved. How many calls will the cable companies take? Uh, before they try and take Fox out of the cable. Well, packages. right. And you, by the way, how are you feeling? Tell people people were worried about yesterday because we we played yesterday a bunch of the, that sound of the of pundits in former communications people mm-hmm. uh, in the former guy from um, Facebook saying that they should unplug OAN and Newsmax and think about that Fox as well, etc. Right. Uh, how are you feeling? I'm a little shaky still. A little shaky. I had like a stomach bug thing and it's throwing up yesterday, but. And how is your husband's bedside manner during the event? Have you been to my bedside? (laughs) Alice, say something that makes me sound more supportive. Um, You made dinner for the kids last night? Correct, which was a huge hit. It was a huge hit. And I unburdened you as usual? Mm -hmm. As usual, yep. So, and hmm. then, um, yeah, but then today I only threw up once in the morning. So, mostly, mostly on the mend, I think, so far. (laughs) Jesus, what a way to live. (laughs) All right, um... So yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they do. I mean, the move is on now. They're suggesting that that this attack on democracy is they're using this as a catch-all to round right. everybody up to depose any institution or corporation that they can uh, they can position as having been a part of this thing. I mean, it's, it's well, it's, right. And like Mike Lindell has taken this hit too. His pillows have been taken out of Coles and Bed Bath and Beyond, mm-hmm. so he's in trouble now. But. Um, but yeah, I think this whole thing of like getting rid of cable channels, I can't really think of a precedent for that. I mean, like, when um, have they gotten rid of a cable channel because it was too offensive? So, uh, I can't think of that. Uh, um, I can no, I can't think of that. I, can I mean, tell I, you- I can think of things being taken off the internet because they're too offensive, but I, I really struggle to think of a time when, you know, a popular channel got taken off of cable because people didn't want it there. No, I know that during Obama, the administration iced out Fox on a couple of occasions mm-hmm. and called out Fox constantly. Um, but I, yeah, no, I, that would be interesting. And I don't know, I don't know what kind of purview actually the FCC has over cable channels. They do don't, they? aren't they? Just broadcast TV. I don't know enough about I think it. They um, are. To the, but they, I mean, they were certainly going to do that. That thing that that Agit Pai did, whatever. Three years ago was net ma- neutrality. Yes, so mm-hmm. so I guess in that sense they could have uh, those platforms they could mess with, but also the FCC is also has uh, its governance. I believe is a rotation of sorts. I'm, I'm not even sure. I don't even want to get there. Maybe I'm wrong about the FCC. Maybe that's the FEC. I don't know. Anyway, that's um, the Federal Elections Commission. No, I know. Okay, right. another the Federal Communications Commission. Yeah, but. Um, I don't know. It's interesting and it's sort of a disturbing trend. And then you see, did you see the quote about how like um, podcasts were a loophole? Someone was complaining that podcasts mm-hmm. are a loophole where people are just going and listening to these podcasts we played that yesterday, and we yes. can't get, we can't remove them. Yes, from and there was that was the yeah the guy uh, Stamos was saying <laughs> right. that in some of these audiences are bigger than the CNN midday audience, and they're spreading these mistruths and these crazy conspiracy theories. Mm-hmm. And that's the idea is to use these crazy conspiracy theories to outlaw that kind of content, right. and they get to deem what the crazy conspiracy theory is, mm-hmm. and they're using this idea. 
that this crazy conspiracy theory is dangerous speech that is an accelerant on this right. conflagration now that we've had. So all of that stuff in an emergency um, kind of footing mm-hmm. has to be has to be banned. And it, just listen, this is Hillary Clinton talking to Nancy Pelosi on Hillary Clinton's podcast. And it, <laughs> you know what? Of all I would need to know about a person is that they subscribe <laughs> to the Hillary Clinton podcast. And now and I know, and then I need to know no more because I know everything at that point. Yeah. But here's Hillary Clinton. Now remember, she's talking to Nancy Pelosi, mm-hmm. and they're talking about the dangerousness of the Trump cult that has been uh, cultivated by – is cultivated part of cult, the word? Is that I Latin? I think it's a different root, but I can check. Hmm. Uh, that has been cultivated by, uh, of course, this dangerous speech and that resulted in the attack on the Capitol. Now listen, the, f- the incredible freaking ir- irony and lack of any introspection whatsoever on behalf of both of these people, they're talking about – Trump, the misinformation that's that's riled these people up. We learned a lot about our system of government over the last four years with uh, a president who disdains democracy and, as you have said numerous times, has other agendas. What they all are, I don't think we yet know. I hope historically we will find out who he's beholden to. Who? So they're now, we're now 11 seconds into this thing. And she's into conspiracies already. Right. He needs to be thrown out because him and all his conspiracy followers, I wonder what evil puppet master owns him, Nancy. Let's speculate about it. Pulls his strings. Uh, I would love to see his phone records to see whether he was talking to Putin. By the way, I bet you she would love to see those phone records. (laughs) She's the same person who grabbed FBI files when Bill Clinton was uh, president just to to, to work her way through on political enemies. Right. I'd love to see his phone record. I know. And the whole Steele dossier is her oppo research, right? right. Well, it, the Steele dossier, she's talking about Putin, Trump being a puppet of Putin. The Steele dossier, she used a middleman, a law firm, to pay for Russian assets to create, actual Russian assets, to create right. a narrative for her that would damage Trump. And there is no doubt that those people, those Russian assets, obviously were members of the Communist Party of Russia, were members of the Soviet of the. Soviet might as well be Soviet government who were happy. Right. So so when when Steele says, What can you guys tell me? They go back to their bosses and say, Okay. What should we tell got, them about Trump? Yes, we've got a mi- misinformation pipeline here directly to the <laughs> DNC, directly to the Hillary Clinton guys. Let's go nuts. And she's <sighs> accusing him. The day that uh the insurgents mm-hmm. uh invaded our capital. <clears throat> but we now know that a lot of stuff happened two Wednesdays ago, Alice. Mm-hmm. I don't know that insurgents invaded our capital is the best way to describe it. You know? Yeah, I, no. A violent mob, I would agree with. Well, certainly. Certainly. You I know, agree. Well, yes. And I, I, I would say you have to say a violent mob or hooligans. Right. I mean, but yeah. The, the word uh, there were a lot of people just walking around, too. Most insurgencies don't include guys with antlers <laughs> saying, hey, dude, and walking around. That not just him, but his enablers, his accomplices, his cult members. His cult members. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I wonder who they are. Who the word them? cult and cultivate do both Ooh. come from the Latin, in fact. Very nice. And what does the Latin mean? The Latin verb colere, which means to cultivate or inhabit. Um led to another verb cultivare from cultiva terra which means arable land land that can be cultivated so that's where cultivate comes from but then the um the word cult um is from latin cultus which means worship which comes from the word colere which means um inhabit or worship um, you've been given a one-day reprieve, by the way, for the crazy Ain't Just Beyonce's Husband. Since that, I was sick. That's correct. Since you're, while, while you continue to vomit, you do not have to make any <laughs> oh, shirts. thank you. Have the same disregard for democracy. Do you think we need a, a 9-11 type commission? To, and before you say yes. Uh, to investigate and report everything that they can pull together and explain what happened? I do. Uh, let me again. Uh, Wait, to didn't your we point. have one? Didn't we have a Mueller investigation and report? 
Yeah, we need another one because it's big. Why do we need another one now? Well, I actually do think we do need to. Uh, we just, need an investigation of the Capitol thing, yes. but we don't need an investigation of we the Trump one Russia to find some more guilty. This We need <laughs> okay. one to find some guilty. Okay. Listen to Pelosi's answer, though. Of who is he beholden to, as I've said over and over, as I said to him in that picture with my blue suit. Right. As I was leaving, what I was saying to him as I was pointing. Which is a meme where she looks cool with glasses. Of course it is. I know. And of course, she's like, remember that awesome picture of me where I'm like, yes, girling, you know, dunking on him? Well, what I was saying then. Rudely at him. With you, Mr. President, all roads lead to Putin. I don't. But, but, but it's Trump who's trafficking in conspiracies. Right. Completely. It's not. They would never do that. Know what Putin has on him politically, financially, or personally. But what happened last week was a gift to Putin because Putin right. wants to undermine democracy in our country. These two are the gift to Putin. Right. That he owns the mind of the Speaker of the House who's addled already. And this moron Hillary right. Clinton who can't get out of her own right. way. And no one, I, don't, I can't think of anyone who's undermined democracy for the last four years or given anybody the belief that our elections aren't safe or legit or, you know, that we can't trust our election results. I can't think of anybody who's played into Putin hand, Putin's hands by doing that over the last right. four years. I people, can't imagine. Millions of people in this country wear genitalia hats. <laughs> Because Hillary Clinton never gave them the freedom, never gave them the freedom to accept an election result. What do they tell their kids? The P word hat people. Our kids don't even know that word. Right. Well, no. I mean, and I know that they would say because Trump said grab them by the Trump did it to them. Right. They want. But so what? Did they show the kids the video of Trump saying that? They want their kids to see the pain, so that their kids can literally be shaking in the morning and cry at four in the morning because it helps the adults feel more, uh, feel more um, Mm -hmm. entitled to indulge in this baby like infantile tantrum for four years. See, it's not just me, or else my four year old wouldn't be crying. Something really must be (laughs) evil and terrible out there. You see, sick (sighs) bleeps. These yeah. two people we're hearing from are psychotics. Yeah, I have one, by the, the world. way. And these people, unbeknownst to them maybe, are Putin puppets. They were doing Putin's business when they did that at the incitement of an insurrection by the President of the United States. So, yes, we should have a 9-11 commission, and there is strong support in the Congress to do that. Putin must be like, Jesus, this has really been great ROI for the last four years. I've had to do almost nothing. We bought 80 bucks worth of Facebook ads in 2016 <laughs> right? and totally destroyed the culture of this country. You said you had, you had what? Um, I have one of those. Um, uh, I happened to cross on Facebook one of our friends. Um, well, friend is a strong word. Somebody we know from the town we used to live in who we met because he was canvassing for Liz Warren and he mistakenly canvassed our house. I think you were... You know, regist- you weren't registered as a Republican. Mm-hmm. You were just unenrolled or something. So um, he came to our door canvassing for Elizabeth Warren for Senate when she was first running against Scott Brown. Do you remember this person? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so he says, last week, I drove my kid up to Ragged Mountain for our first ski day of the pandemic. By the way, I, this guy either went to or worked at... Um, Harvard, I think? Yes, in Ivy League. You won't be shocked in it. Um, Last week I, I drove my... Go ahead. Uh, I picked a small mountain midweek to avoid crowds and lines. So he's still being responsible about the pandemic, obviously. We ate lunch in the parking lot, complete with camp stove cocoa. She's a natural skier, moving quickly from beginner to intermediate, linking wedge turns and experimenting with parallel and pole touch. She's hungry for instruction, and I look with mixed emotions to the oh, day Jesus. she can, can resume can lessons. Feel, can you not feel... A fraud being perpetuated. Until- the way he's over uh, descriptive <laughs> and things. Well, an old camp stove. It was very quaint, you see. You know, we did the best we could. Heck, it's 2021. Doing the best we can. Coping. Does this reek of credibility yet? I hope so, because <laughs> I'm about to drop the hammer. Until then, Dad will have to do. After a full day of skiing, we returned to the car happy and exhausted. I turned on the radio, and we learned a violent mob was storming the Capitol. I gave her what context I could. The president lost an election, but he says he didn't, and he doesn't want to leave. I didn't explain his supporters because I don't know how. I told her this was a historic day, that nothing like this had ever happened. But what does it mean to a 10-year-old? To her, this is America. Yesterday, we went skiing again. Friends had offered us an empty house near Bretton Woods so we could pop over after remote school. 
Another magical day. It feels like flying, she said. We skied until the lifts closed, racing the gondola to make one of the final cars. And then, under a setting sun, we dawdled down New Hampshire's biggest ski area, seemingly empty, but for us. Dawdled. Back at the car. I don't make enough money to dawdle. (laughs) Back at the car, I turned on the radio and heard Nancy Pelosi. The motion to reconsider is laid upon the table. The president had just been impeached for a second time. Honey, you know that great day we had where you felt like flying all day and you're walking on air right now? Well, let me just totally shatter it for you and scare the bleep out of you. Hold on. I told her it was another historic day, but she was less impressed. Historic days come so often, and she wanted to know when we could go skiing again. Oh, Jesus Christ. Jesus. You know what? Tomorrow, he'll literally have the chills okay and <laughs> you sure. can tell her sure. that Bretton Woods uh, your friend's house in Bretton Woods doesn't sound like a privileged uh, existence whatsoever so this this push to use the capital attack um into uh, into impugn the good country loving citizens in uh, it continues and it's it's omnipresent Alice that means everywhere mm-hmm. thank you uh, Rashida Tlaib, a member of the squad. She's a member of the squad, is she not? She is. She um, wants to make sure that... Uh, no, no, no. You know what it is? No, she is... She sees another element involved in this. Mm-hmm. And what... I mean, you'll never guess in, 20, in 2021 what another um, pernicious element at play in this uh, unraveling of our democracy is, Alice. Take a guess. Um, That... Trump is a unique threat due to his maverick nature. Well, that goes and without, so, that goes without um, saying he's Hitler. Else. Um, Republicans. No. Uh, what else did we learn when we saw the uh, insurrectionist insurgents capture the Capitol? Um, what was the left's big takeaway immediately? <laughs> uh, <laughs> what does this say? Racist attack? Correct, correct, correct. Rashida Tlaib made a very, very important uh, observation. What he did was pretty unprecedented. And Amy, I have to be honest. If it was somebody that looked like me, if it was uh, President Barack Obama, there would be no question that he would be held accountable. He would be convicted. He'd be removed from office. He would never, ever be able to run again. He wouldn't ever be able to get public benefits. Uh, He has truly um, sent uh, us to or is a dangerous path that I don't think is going to go away very easily, even after he leaves office. We know from precedent that when you go after former presidents who are out of office now, when you hunt them down, mm-hmm. you know, by the way, of those, we have one out of one case and he's Donald Trump, you know? Right. Who were, as a private citizen, he's going to be in Palm Beach golfing they're going to be in Washington, D.C., deciding on what he can do with the rest of his life. Well, right. And, like, you really think he shouldn't have Secret Service protection? That seems, like, a bit strong, right? I would say so. I mean, so. don't we protect all former presidents with the Secret Service? Well, I mean, it's, it's not because we like think that. they're great guys. It's because if he gets kidnapped, he remembers some stuff that happened in the war room. Uh, yeah. It's just, so. you know what? That is great. Imagine being part of the party that finds racism everywhere. Everywhere. It's incredible. I mean, do they really? Th- I don't know that is, Trump will want typical, to run again. No, I'm not even going to read it. It's moron idiot on social media. Forget it. I don't know that he'll want to run either. But the idea that you're going to, that you're going to, no, we hate, he was such a jerk and we hate him so much that we're going to decide what he can do with his platform, with his position after mm-hmm. he, as a private citizen. We yeah. in government get to decide. No. Well, that's I don't like the story. idea that they're going to say that he can't run again. Right. I think that, that the American people should decide that he can't run again. Yeah. I think they can censure him left and right and do whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, Unfortunately, he didn't have enough time to toss him. I, if they had more time, I would have said you could have tossed him. I would have been fine with that as well. Right. Not based on inciting a riot, just based on dereliction of duty, because he didn't do right. anything for a couple of hours other than seemingly enjoy the riot. <laughs> he didn't do anything maybe for, I would say... 24 to 48 hours. He didn't seem to really do anything at all. Well, he didn't call off the siege, though, which is something that right. maybe he should have thought of doing. <sighs> um, so, and, and that never ends. And so it goes from there. Did I step on you again, Alice? You may speak. Uh, I'm sorry if I stepped on you. Well, I was going to say, even going back 
to like Amanda Carpenter and these people saying like, is he going to be allowed to fundraise? Is he going to be allowed to give speeches in support of people? Well, yeah, it's America. He can do what he wants. You know, you know, if Mike Tyson can talk on Twitter freely, like why can't Donald Trump? It just seems odd that, you know. Bill Ayers of the Weather it, Underground can right. have a Twitter, but Donald Trump can't. Like, right. at some point, in, 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 you're you're allowed to be bad at being president, right? You're allowed to make terrible decisions that involve bad things, and without you know punitive measures post 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 presidency. Right. So two things this means is one that okay, it's on now. You're you're never really leave office anymore. We get to decide now with whoever it is that if we decide right. that it's not going to be Joe Biden, if we decide that President Harris, once she loses in four years, um, that that we didn't like something she did, well, good. We'll just keep hunting her down after she goes home. We'll to just California. impeach her after the fact, and we'll make sure or, that she doesn't get any Secret Service protection. I mean, that seems a little odd. We didn't do that to Nixon, who undoubtedly deserved to be impeached and have to resign, but they didn't keep impeaching him after he Right, well, resigned. they never impeached him, right? I thought they were getting ready to. They were getting whatever, ready to, but they then, never even took the vote. Like, I mean, right. they could have just to. But they didn't, like, keep the ball. Like, they had started the mm-hmm. m- ball moving, like they were getting ready to impeach him, and then they didn't, like, keep going right. after he resigned and left. Right, and so. so and it wasn't the whole thing. He was like, you're not going to have. That was the Nixon first time to- around. To kick around anymore? That wasn't after Esther 60. Oh, okay. That. There's a lot but, of Nixon stuff out there. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I was going to say, like, the that flies in the face of that. Because I think that's, that's after 60. That's, yeah. um, uh, yeah, they still want to be able to kick uh, around Trump, even though he's gone, basically, was what I was going to say. Right. But if that doesn't apply, then that's fine. But I don't know. It's just, like you said, it's interesting. It's, I think that was after 60. It wasn't after, much, it wasn't after 70. It was... It could have been that he might have done something else in the 60s. Somebody will know. I mean, but a lot of people seem confused about what the First Amendment protects and doesn't protect mm-hmm. in terms of speech. And it's pretty limited what the First Amendment doesn't cover. It's, um, you know, even incitement, like it has to be like very specific and actionable. Like the way I've heard the concept described is you can be like... You know, somebody ought to go kill all those people in that political party over there. But you can't say, look, there's one of those people now. Go kill him because that's like specific and actionable. But you can say like somebody ought to kill them all. And that's protected speech. It's extremely limited. It has to be like a very specific incitement to a specific action to not be considered free speech. So and even, you know, hate speech is allowed. (laughs) You know, almost incitement that's not quite incitement is allowed lying is allowed it, as long as it's not you can be sued for libel uh, right. but but lying is is it allowed free speech i mean and that that has a long tradition that goes way back the idea of this like we have to have a very like factually based unbiased media is a really modern concept they didn't have that at the founding of the republic what they had was newspapers funded by the different political parties who wrote terrible untrue things about each other constantly mm-hmm. thomas jefferson was paying people to write terrible things about john adams his whole presidency i mean you, we can argue about how great that is or isn't but but that's what free speech was designed to protect it wasn't only designed to protect truthful good people the idea is that we're not going to go after people for what they say even if those things are terrible the principle isn't for the time when it's obvious people should be allowed to say that we wouldn't have the first amendment if you know it was supposed to be people can only say good things and positive things and true things because that's obvious <laughs> like right. why bother having a first amendment if the point of the first amendment is just to protect good speech right everybody agrees right. there should be good speech the point of the first amendment is to protect bad speech right it's to protect speech that you hate that's awful that's untrue of course and in the, in the other the, the other um the other possibility uh, result of them going, taking above and beyond, taking mm-hmm. uh, you know extraordinary efforts to uh, prevent him from ever being a, a political influencer ever again. Right, is that they will now make him more of a political influencer than they ever could have dreamed of. Oh yeah, and possibly for good reason. This would be the playing out of the swamp versus the outsider for everybody to see. 
if you try to stamp out this guy's life and everybody and, and use your influence and cultural influence to, to make sure that all his businesses fail and all those people who work for those businesses are out of work and mm-hmm. just try to destroy this guy, you will be embodying what he has described you as and he will have been proven absolutely right. And he will be right if right. that happens. Right. I mean, how do you convince conservatives that you're not going after them if you continue to pursue Trump into the ends of time? And not like, just Trump, too. Now, yeah. Oh, yeah. Everybody. Anybody who has him on. Fox News, Newsmax, OAN. Right. Let's bring the fairness doctrine back for radio. Or, Let's do this. Yes. Let's do that. We are. We need to get these podcasts off of Google Podcasts and Apple Podcasts. Steve Bannon has to be removed from these places. Ben Shapiro has to be not allowed to write things in Politico. That's, you know, and I realize these are all private companies. They can do what they want. But when you have, I mean, this is why we have antitrust laws, right? Because the idea that you have two or three companies controlling all of communications in the country and those two or three companies can get together and decide, you know, mm, not Alex Jones. We're not going to have Alex Jones. We're not going to have Donald Trump. We're not going to have Ben Shapiro. And those few companies make that decision. If Amazon, Google, Facebook and Twitter, you know, decide that Donald Trump isn't allowed, how will anybody hear from Donald Trump? I mean, like, what are we going to be buying printing presses and mailing out things well, through the mail? Well, you're talking about ham radio, right? Ham radio, but I have seen people talk about buying up old mass mailing equipment, too. Yeah, well, but not only that, you are, we're hunting down people who went to the rally now. Right. And getting them fired, who just went to the rally, not even to the Capitol. Yeah, who who just just stood around and listened to a speech and then went home to their hotel. Exactly. You're not allowed to like, now, if you have, if you have a certain kind of thought in your head, Mm Mm-hmm. You know, and not even talking about Q thoughts with people molesting people at pizza places. If you have right. a certain kind of thought in your head that makes you resemble the kind of people who are in the Capitol, in other mm-hmm. words, their bag of hat and whatever, whatever. If you have hold some Trumpian thoughts, you have to be deprogrammed, or and they're, like, or they're getting or they're purging them from jobs. Mm-hmm. That is a a witch hunt, which is a bad thing. You heard Trump use witch hunt, and they're doing it to me, so because they want to do it to you. Well, damn, you're proving him right now. Right. Right. Exactly. It's absolutely true. And it's um, it's concerning not just, you know, this went to the rally, but then, like you say, it's anything that reminds him of Trump. If you're against the Green New Deal, that's the new mm-hmm. went to the Stop the Steal that's rally. Trumpism. Anybody that's just like Donald Trump. And then the new thing is going to be worse than Trump. Josh Hawley's worse than Trump. He's the competent fascist that we were expecting after we had Trump, the incompetent fascist. Because obviously the only reason Trump didn't totally seize control of the country is he was just too dumb to do it. That's what they think. They think that... So the only reason we Putin weren't all put on... so far. Yeah, well, they only... Uh, the only reason he didn't load up everybody onto cattle cars that he didn't like is because he was too stupid. That's right. the only reason he didn't seize power. So now, now they're expecting the next one to be worse. And if you remember, towards the end of the Republican primary season in 2016, there were a few articles like that, too, as it, as they worried, you know, like, oh, what if we make Trump out to be the big bad and then, like, Marco Rubio or Ted Cruz actually win? So there were a few articles like that that were like, actually, John Kasich is even more of a hardliner on abortion, and he's actually worse than... Than Trump if you really think about it and like so you know they do hedge their bets this way so this is going to be the new thing is like worse than Trump just like Trump might as well be Trump all this and so and that's going to be and if you make the precedent for that we just ban Trump off of everything well now you have the precedent you can take all those other people off of everything too and you know we're seeing in in DC Mariel Bowser today talking about the National Guard being around and she wants to make sure that not only are these people actually, uh, you know, abiding by their oath to the country and their commitment right. to the country, but she's worried about other thoughts they might have, mm-hmm. the, uh, other beliefs they might have. And th- these aren't necessarily beliefs of overthrowing the country. These are beliefs that we're just not sure about. When you have um, guards coming, guards, men and women coming from all over the country at this time, uh, I do think uh, that it is is prudent uh, to make sure that that they are being vetted, uh, and that anybody who cannot pledge uh, allegiance to um, to their mission uh, and may be 
pulled by other views needs not only to be removed from this duty, they need to be removed from the guard. If you're pulled by other views, mm -hmm. hmm, you say you're Orthodox Christian? Hmm, seems pretty radical to me. Well, yeah. sorry, the guard's just not for you. Well, so, and they're saying the precedent for this is the war on terror, right? Like, so if you had people in Iraq or Afghanistan who turn out to be like Bo Bergdahls who turn out to like sympathize with bin Laden or whoever, then, you know, then you need to get them out of there because they're a risk to everybody that's there. So, but it seems to me like with her saying they needed to be removed from the guard altogether, that what she's saying is that we need our armed forces to only have allegiance to one political party. Mm -hmm. Which, that's actually, if you're looking for a situation in which you could have fascist dictators take over, then maybe that would be a little bit of a red flag, <laughs> you know, saying that we want all our military and arm. First of all, we want to take all your guns so you don't have them. But the people that we do want to still have guns, we want to make sure they only like our political team. That's a situation that I would be a little bit freaked out about right. if I were actually worried about fascism and, and, happening. And this is what Democrats have been doing. They place different values on different kinds of people, and it's very dangerous. Mm -hmm. To make some people more equal than others is very dangerous. And to look at the, the violence and destruction in the summer and say, you know, you know what? It's fine. They're in our camp. It's fine. You know, yeah. we'll just say it didn't happen, or we'll say the right it's the right wing that's doing it. Um, and, uh, and we'll say that anybody who criticizes it is tone deaf and has to lose their business or their livelihood. That's the okay team break. That's what they did the, in the summer, mm -hmm. and it only makes sense that they would ratchet it up to the, to the next thing. Um, I want to. There's another healthcare moron who was actually on the Fox News podcast, the Fox News Daybreak, or what is it called? Fox mm -hmm. News podcast, some rundown, the Fox News rundown this morning. This is this guy is so perfect. His name's Tom Fried, Doctor Tom Frieden, and Obama. Uh, CDC guy, okay. and man, the things that make them excited. What's very encouraging is to have clear organization, clear communication, and to base decisions on science. Within that, there are a few things that'll make a big difference. Increasing masking, increasing distancing. More masking, better masking. You're about to hear this term better masking, which for you and I is going to mean at least two masks. One of the things that does have us concerned is the new variants like. You know what? That has us concerned. Every time they say something has us concerned, <laughs> about 500 more restaurants closed down. B117 and others that seem to be even more infectious. And others. We're concerned. It's like a, a string mm -hmm. of hurricanes and hurricane season. Sorry, right. we're concerned. There's a new one coming. Then there's a South American one. But there's many others. We're very concerned about this. And so. Mm -hmm. Then the COVID we've been dealing with for the past year. And for those, I think we may need to do not only more masking, but better masking. So in high-risk interactions, using N95s or KN95s. Instead of a cloth mask, maybe using a surgical mask. Better masking is coming because there's more health stuff happening here. Oh, yeah. Oh, there's, yeah. And there's nobody ends. to say no because the idiot who's about to be president tomorrow ran on virtue signaling through mask wearing. Right. Right. Christ. So and of course, of course, even though this is like the most moronic uh, public health messaging thing ever, even if you get the vaccine. You have to keep masking with at least one, probably multiple masks. And that is not that is not hyperbole. How do you feel about masks post-vaccination? Well, we're absolutely for them. You need to continue to wear a mask after vaccination for a few reasons. First, although the vaccine is very effective, it's not 100% effective. So some people will not be protected. Second, we don't yet know whether vaccination prevents you from spreading the virus. It prevents you remarkably well from getting very sick with the virus, but you might still be able to spread it. There's still a chance, and it's not 100% uh, effective the vaccine. We're not sure. Remember, the original, original, um, <laughs> the original pledge to you was uh, 15 days to flatten the curve. 15 days to flatten the curb, and then 15 more, and then 15 more, and then 10 times those many days, and then get up <laughs> right. and around, and then close the businesses, and then 100% effective for vaccine. Right, yeah, we That's need 100% effective or nothing. Right. That's the Third, end. as you say, it's not possible for people to know so who's been vaccinated and who's not, so it'll make it much more complicated to get us all masking up and all safer. So in other words, 
In other if, words, we can't uh, make businesses enforce our stupid mask mandates if there's people that can legitimately walk around with no right. masks. How can they check if you've been vaccinated or not? Right. And that's also going to put people on edge, not knowing if whether or not you're, you know, that mm-hmm. would create a panic. And that's another health thing. Right. So here's one. This was on Twitter and this woman eventually deleted the tweet. But uh, from Megan Ranny, MD and MPH, which I think is like Masters of Public Health after mm-hmm. her MD. She said uh, she was in the airport going to get on the plane. Off I go to hashtag inauguration 2021 heart emoji with an old N95 under my cloth mask. Heebie jeebies from being in an airport despite being fully vaccinated. P.S. Thankful for the extra layer of security screening we're about to go through before boarding. Jesus. So she's not only glad for a stupid uh, TSA security theater she's fully bought into a mask security theater she's wearing an n95 and a cloth mask even though she's had both vaccine shots so she's you know 95 percent certain absolutely not to she's doing it for be us. getting the virus yeah, yeah so there's still some us. small chance that she could possibly be asymptomatic and could possibly spread it to someone, even though more and more studies are seeming to show there's one out of Israel that's showing that it doesn't seem like you can actually, uh, that it, at the very least, it reduces transmissibility Is there 100% quite a bit. certainty? There's well, not 100% no, certainty, well, no. So she and eventually fourth, deleted the sad tweet. sad to say, it is possible that variants of the virus will emerge that can escape from this vaccination. And we may, will not know that uh, for some time. So... Yes, even after getting vaccinated, wear a mask. It's possible that a new COVID could come down, mm-hmm. and this vaccine might. It's possible. Yeah, you we never don't know. know. It's possible because it's possible you still have to do this thing. Right, we can't risk it. It's right. possible. It's possible that a new uh, plague will come along, or a new STD will come along. It's there's a whole lot that's possible. You know, mm-hmm. it's possible that when you pull out of the driveway, a flatbed is going to <laughs> hit the car and you get a big freaking crush. Right. It's possible, so stay in the driveway. Nobody just never leave. These actually. morons should not be talking. Nobody should be talking to these madmen. It's freaking crazy. <laughs> well, especially if you want people to go out and get the vaccine, which they've been telling us. Fauci's been telling us he's very concerned that some people don't want to get the vaccine. He wouldn't even tell us how many people needed to get the vaccine because he was concerned that it might put people off him giving too high a number. So, you know, they've been... And then once he realized there would be acceptance of the vaccine, that's when he decided to tell us what he really thought. You know, so if you're concerned about people going out and taking the vaccine, why don't you tell them that once they get the vaccine, they can travel and not wear a mask? Because right. it seems like that would be kind of an incentive, right? You would think. But this guy and these other guys who we have are saying, "Fine, you can get the vaccine. It doesn't <laughs> mean you're emancipated from us. You still are beholden to us. Mm-hmm. We we still get to tell you what to do. Testing, isolation, contact tracing, and quarantine will remain extremely important for at least another year. Oh, at least." At least, certainly. Can you imagine these <sighs> frigging morons? I guess I'll send in my letter to the school district about Remember, how I'm not going back next year now because I think we're ready. To, to, the the sketchy, teachers' unions aren't going to want to go back to normal. The sketchy sure. real estate developer mm-hmm. from New York who enjoys golfing, I didn't expect him to know how to react to a novel <laughs> coronavirus. I expect these know-it-alls to know what to do and none of them knew what to do. They effed it up. They effed up the testing. Now they're effing up getting the vaccines out. Right. Who what? Who's? Is everybody just doing TV? So nobody thought, how do we get the vaccines to everybody? Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. Every oh. Everybody in a government is, not everybody, but way too many people are incompetent. And it's not just the blatantly incompetent guy who's leaving tomorrow. <laughs> There's the blatantly incompetent well, guy who's coming in tomorrow who's also incompetent. Well, right. I mean- Cuomo's already gunning for the Biden administration. Have you seen these stories? No. He's threatening to sue unless he gets some certain amount, some certain amount of billions of aid from the federal since government. He's, uh, he's since he's threatening his own economy. He's threatening yeah. to sue the federal government, the I Biden see, administration. You know and he's already they're in a fight because he wants to skip the federal government and go straight to the vaccine suppliers and buy directly from like Pfizer and Moderna and skip going through the government. So they're He's already in a fight with the Biden administration. They're not even sworn in yet. So the honeymoon period is yeah. already over for poor Biden. He's done. You know, I, 
Alice, well, the honeymoon, you, you wait to see, watch social media tomorrow. And the, the absolute gaslighting that's going to take place. It, while media tells you to be moved by the import of the moment mm-hmm. and how impressive this is and historic that mm-hmm. a country has licked its wounds and has managed to get up off its knees now as this mm-hmm. man, public service, who is one of the most disgraceful guess, I- public servants <laughs> we've ever had, by the way, you've had to, in disgrace, quit campaigning before because mm-hmm. all of media, back when there used to be all of media, piled on him for being a liar. Right. So, and not just a politician kind of liar, but he made things up. He made details. It was um, um, false. What's that called? Um, um, when you when you pretend you're a, a um, stolen valor. Stolen. Essentially, it was it was it was civil rights stolen valor. He stole mm-hmm. people's entire life experiences. Pretended they were his own. Mm-hmm. Not even Trump didn't do this stuff. He's a smack talker. This guy screwed up. Was screwed with his college transcripts. He was. He's a shade dude. It's fine. I don't care. I've enjoyed <laughs> the fact that he's wacky and he, whatever. But we're going to be told tomorrow at some point, and now you remember I did this 12 years ago mm-hmm. or 11 years ago, at some point the presidential poet is going to take the stage. <laughs> and bet. they're going to read something that is at best mediocre, at, at the very worst it is... Uh, going to be unhinged, wacky, um, word association, uh, you know, uh, disconnected, non sequitur uh, imagery. It's going to be a crappy nonsense poem, like almost all of them are. Uh-huh. And we're going to hear it, and we're going to be told that we love it. So It's going to be amazing. Here is Amanda Gorman. She is the poet. She's a very lovely and uh, intelligent young lady. She was on NPR, shockingly enough. Mm-hmm. And here's a piece, a sample of tomorrow's poem. Now, this that can't compete with some of the poems of the past. Obama's poet, who went on for the first time for about three and a half hours. Who did he have? Did he have Maya Angelou? Uh, no. No, Clinton had her, I think. I think. Oh, okay. Uh, no, I forgot who Obama had. No, no. God, we would kill for that. No, this woman <laughs> was all in the weeds and remember the pencils say, and like, this and that. Wow, bold, insulting Maya Angelou. You don't remember the Obama poet? No, I don't remember. Oh, it was all over the place. Oh, it was the most unhinged, <laughs> unconnected to reality thing in the world. And the pencil is the pencil is the tree, and so it's whatever. <laughs> okay. So here's Amanda Go- Gorham's poem. She's 22 years old. God bless her. She's got a great future ahead of her. You tell me if uh-huh. this is this is. First of all, okay, I'll just play it. We've seen a force that would shatter our nation rather than share it. Would destroy our country if it meant delaying democracy and this effort very nearly succeeded. But while democracy can be periodically delayed, it can never be permanently defeated. In this truth, in this faith, we trust. For while we have our eyes on the future, history has its eyes on us. How the hell is is that that a poem? poem? Supposedly, oh, wow. yes, that's right. the middle part. It just sounds like which a is paragraph, very, which very is thoroughly veiled about the Capitol attack. By the way, that's what that was. Okay, <laughs> no, I thought she was like reading a news story about, right. like, an op-ed piece about it or something. It's because... B-roll of like a of, of a policy speech. Yeah, maybe take that one back for a couple more edits or something. Maybe but what, a how more... is it a poem? Isn't it? I don't do the Odin Grecian urn crap either. I hate people who love poetry. I, I know so, you love poems. I do love poems. I like poems that and rhyme. Like I like poetry. what Shel Silverstein tells me. Right. I mean, there is such a thing as blank verse, and like some people have done it very well. You know, like Whitman, his uh, has he? Leaves of Grass he is sounds not like another mine. jerk. Okay. Well, fine. Um, we'll have the rest of the poem tomorrow, but okay. we've seen a force that would shatter our nation rather than share it. I don't get that. That's not, that's an accurate literal description. Of what happened. No, it like I said, it sounds like an op-ed piece. It doesn't sound like, uh, I don't know. Um, uh, was there housekeeping that we have and that, that we were sending to each other? Uh, okay, Alice? so I wanted to read this article. I feel that um, this is from December, but it was like making the rounds on Twitter today. So this is from Insider, which is Business Insider. It's part of Business Insider, I guess. Just um, an interesting article that I thought we could talk about. It's about relationships. 
Oh. The article is entitled... Do what? I know about this? Is this? Is... I don't know. I sent it to you on our Twitter messages. But okay. um, why heterosexual relationships are so bad for us, according to a sex researcher. <coughs> so I was reading this article. I thought it was interesting. So I thought I'd share with you. Since the pandemic began, there has been an uptick in reports of divorce and studies finding a rise in lackluster sex, mainly among straight couples. These trends of heterosexual relationship crises aren't surprising to Jane Ward, a sexuality and gender professor at University of California, oh, Riverside, and author of The Tragedy of Heterosexuality. I think in some ways the pandemic is revealing the tragedy of heterosexuality to people who might not otherwise have paid attention to it, Ward told Insider. Ward, a lesbian, has spent years researching the history of heterosexuality and its legacy. So that means, I guess, like all of human history? Because what's the history of heterosexuality? Isn't that just all his like history? I would think so. <laughs> I think. I don't know. Uh, the result is a thorough academic account of all the ways straight relationship dynamics restrains and hampers both men and women. Jesus Christ. Don't go to college. She Please feels sorry college. for straight people, especially straight women, who typically report some of the lowest sexual satisfaction in society. But she also feels sorry for straight men who are pigeonholed into toxic masculine culture that teaches them they both need and should yet also demean women. It really looks like straight men and women don't like each other very much and that women spend so much time complaining about men and we still have so much evidence of misogyny or woman-hating behavior. Jesus Christ. Ward said of her Everything's fine. And something without Everything's fine. And we're breathing. Bears heavy on my mind. Feel the wind hit you in your fingertips. Now it goes up to your wrists, right to your arms, shoulders, to your neck, just one look at side of your cheek, your head, and I know it's it gonna be way back down. And we're breathing. A lovely There's no reason to go along with that. That's fine. I don't so, want to. Don't, 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 no, no. I'm not going to read anymore. That's okay, it. Good, good. That's it. So that's we're living a human tragedy right now. I didn't know if you knew that. So I wanted to bring it up to you and point out that uh, <sighs> this gender and sexuality researcher has discovered that. <laughs> oh, my God. We're not done. What's not done? Now? My new uh, fiance. <laughs> I can't believe it. Hold on. We going nowhere, Alice. My okay. new fiance, in case you guys don't know, um, Alice and I have had an v- amicable divorce. I am now um, engaged to be married with somebody named Vanessa Sierra, who's <laughs> part of, what is she part of? She's the girlfriend of a tennis player. Named Frederick. Um, named something Fre- Tomich. Frederick Tomich, which is a shady name, if I've ever heard one. Frederick Tomich. Um, is that his name, Fred? Yes, it's Frederick Tomich. Else, that's feeding into the microphone, Sorry. my dear. No, that's fine. Anyway, Vanessa Sierra, she also was in some kind of um, reality TV thing, whatever. She uh, gets on Instagram today to or Bernard Thomas. Oh, Bernard. Okay, she gets on Instagram today to tell people uh, that the uh, pandemic is really affecting her, unfortunately, in a terrible, terrible way. This is the worst part of quarantine. I don't wash my own hair. I've never washed my own hair. It's just not something that I do. I normally have hairdressers that do it twice a week for me. So this is the situation <laughs> that we're doing. By the way, uh, so she and neither here these- nor there, mm-hmm. Alice. I don't because I don't see women as objects. How would uh-huh. you describe her uh, her looks? Uh, model esque, I would say. Okay. Dealing with. <laughs> What is going on? Look at that. What is going on here? Yeah, I can't wait to get out of quarantine just so I can get my hair done. Obviously, we love her. luxuries in life. So she's actually locked up for quarantine. So all these tennis players have come for the Australian Open and like a bunch of people tested positive. So they've locked all the people who are close contacts into hotel rooms. Yes, and they're having none of it, especially the Serbs. Victoria is standing firm on hotel quarantine for tennis stars after world number one Novak Djokovic issued a list of demands calling for less time in isolation and private housing. (laughs) The push... A frigging bunch of tennis players have demands for you, sir. 
either. Uh, does this go in the front burner or shall we move right along? Same as the number of players in quarantine jumped to 72 with four new confirmed COVID cases. Not wearing a mask in the players' minibus, the world number one issued demands on behalf of all quarantine players as he trained in Adelaide. Basically, he says, the rules are too tough. He wants Tennis Australia to move some to private homes with courts to reduce the days in isolation to let players visit coaches and to provide better food. In a social media post from their hotel quarantine, Bernard Tomic's girlfriend complained about the food and other hardships. My girl. When you do order your food, they have to inspect it, and I don't know what the hell they do. By the time the food comes to you, it's so cold. So there you go, guys. If you want, she's eating avocado toast. By the way, yes, that's she is. So that is happens to be my fiance. You're talking about. I'll ask you to step off, please, Alice. That her name is Van- Vanessa Sierra, soon to be Vanessa Shadow. <laughs> Uh, anyway, uh, another tragic straight relationship coming Tom's way. <laughs> you can learn more on the Burn Barrel Twitter at Burn Barrel Pod or Facebook.com slash Burn Barrel Podcast. You can check us out on YouTube, Tom Shaddock's Burn Barrel. You can like and comment on the videos and subscribe to the channel. And you can send us an email, burnbarrelpodcast at gmail.com. Say la vie. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.